Buckman, Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. While the Yankees slide continues, Toronto Blue Jays come in here, handle their business, now cut the lead for the Yankees in the AL East to eight games, uh, four games set where the Yankees uh, absolutely just got smacked around, and we'll get into that. Luckily, to salvage the final game of this, similar to the uh, three games against uh, Tampa, where the Yankees were lucky to salvage that final game. But before we do, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done it already. Make sure there's a follow, there's a like, there's a something. Hit that and get notified when new content comes up throughout the rest of the season and a little off season. So the Yankees, again, fresh off that dramatic game-winning grand slam by Josh Donaldson in extra innings to give a thrilling win for the Yankees, even though they're in this midst of this is terrible slump now as the second half of the season, as it really looks like they perhaps, perhaps might be flirting with one of the you know worst collapses uh, in recent memory for the regular season, but not going to get there yet with the Yankees. But again, things looking bad, but at least Donaldson there, able to provide Yankees and the fans a little bright spot there. And you would think, all right, maybe they get pumped up from that and say, all right, you know what, we're going to start winning now. We're going to start doing good. Yes, yeah, so we'll get that. No, they pretty much uh, continue to not score runs, struggle mightily, and drop three out of uh, four to the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, so first game, uh, this was going to be now the uh, uh, I guess the Yankee Stadium debut of Frankie Montas. Again, first two starts were on the road. First one got smacked around against the Cardinals. You kind of figured that was going to happen. Was semi-decent at Fenway, a, a game the Yankees would eventually win. Hold on by um, a hair, thanks to Scott Efros uh, getting a pop-up. Uh, with two runners on the ninth inning here, but now this is going to be his fresh. All right, you know, no nonsense. Here you are, your home debut in front of the Yankee Stadium crowd. Let's see what you could do against a team that, yes, a very good oncoming Toronto Blue Jay team in a way, uh, but a team that, you know, with a lot of right-handed bats, um, a team that, you know, Montas should be able to do well against. Unfortunately, not the case. Absolutely uh, embarrassed and blue there, and was part of the reason that Cashman ended up getting booed uh, during the Paul O'Neill, uh, you know, retiring number ceremony gets that, but not too far ahead. But uh, in this game, uh, it was really the second inning that did in Montos, giving up five runs to the Blue Jays, capped off by a three-run home run to Vladdy Guerrero Jr., put the um, Blue Jays up that point, 5 nothing early on in this game, the second inning. Again, just taking the Yankees right out of it. Again, this was right after the uh, – Dramatic win against Tampa. You figure it pumped up, but no. Um, Toronto kind of co- puts the kibosh that right away. Goes up 5 nothing on the Yankees. Now, in the third inning, uh, the Yankees did finally get on the board thanks to an infield hit as well as a fielder's choice. You know, not exactly driving the ball over the wall or anything like that, but the Yankees able to play the cross two. Cut the lead down to 5-2. to two. Uh, But then it's later on in this game, uh, Jays has kept tacking on. Uh, add another run in the fifth. And then really, the, the I mean, it was over before then, but at 7-2 already uh, with a couple of runners on Hernandez. Uh, doubles off Albert Abreu, who just continues to be a punching bag. I guess finally now they're not putting him in the high leverage situations, but now he's also failing in the low leverage situations. Um, added the score at that point, 9-2. And I mean, the Yankees was completely uh, blown out of this game. Again, never really had a shot there. And for Frankie Montos, again, a, a miserable start. Um, for, I guess, making, a, again, a debut at Yankee Stadium there. Uh, go six innings, at least, you know, they try to get some length out of them, just so the attacks with bullpen too much, uh, too much. But, again, responsible six earned runs, eight hits, uh, one walk and only two strikeouts. Again, not the type of debut you want and pinstripes there. And so, uh, you know, and really this, again, just looking like some, you know, we'll get into this a little later, but also just some of these trades that Cashman made are obviously not looking good at the moment. And again, partially he was booed mightily. Uh, but that brings the um, Yankees to game two. Uh, with uh, Jameson Tyrone on the mound versus Kevin Gossman. Now, Gossman, again, the former Baltimore Oriole, who the Yankees possibly were looking at a little bit during the offseason, but ended up signing with Toronto. 
And uh, Tyon, now Tyon, for the most part, can't really blame him for this. You know, similar to his, his last game, uh, he pitched at Fenway, a game the Yankees lost 3 nothing there. I mean, you know, Tyon gave up three runs, but it gave up what you would call at least a quality start, a winning effort. Well, same thing here. Um, again, unfortunately, this Yankee offense is completely, completely stiff. Um, gives Tyone absolutely no run support. Uh, in the fourth inning, Tyone already down one nothing. Again, Teosca Hernandez again, who you know smoked that double off Brave the night before, hits a two-run home run in the fourth inning, puts Toronto up at that point three nothing. Again, this is the way this Yankee team not scoring us pretty much seemed like a ten nothing. Uh, Toronto would add another run in the ninth inning, four nothing, and that would be your final score. So again, the Yankees. Offense completely whimpering in the first two games of the series, only scoring two runs. And Tyone taking the hard luck loss. Uh, gave the Yankees five innings, just the three earned run, runs, five strikeouts, no walks. Uh, so, again, not really a situation where he beat himself up, but had to take the loss to drop his record now to 11-4. And Kevin Gossman, again, a good quality pitcher, but still some of the Yankees should be able to score a few runs off of at least. Um, you know, proves his record to 9-9. Nine Went seven innings, seven strikeouts, only surrendered four hits. And again, for the Yankee offense, just um, hitting, getting four hits. And even with the additions of um, Osvaldo Cabrera and Esteban Florial, I figured out the young guys are up here, give this team a little energy. Not really much for the Yankees, except that I do have to mention, you know, worth mentioning at least um, Cabrera. Um, again, part of his flexibility, we've seen him so far for the Yankees playing third base, uh, a little shortstop. And uh, for this game, at least you know, in right field early on, Maybe this gave the Yankee uh, stadium crowd something to cheer about, robbing a home run, uh, you know, playing right field there. So, okay, great. That was that was probably the only moment uh, worth employing for this Yankee team. But, uh, again, miserable now and dropping those first two games, uh, which brought the Yankees to game three with uh, Garrett Cole on the mound versus Mitch White. And, again, normally you would like the Yankees' chances in this one. Figure, all right, you know, Cole has been struggling a little bit, not putting up ace-like numbers, but all right. Maybe could turn around if the, the Yankees get on the winning ways. Maybe at least the Yankees could split here. And Cole early on, again, we've seen Cole have these games through the first four innings, just allowed two base runners for Toronto, cruising along. But then, um, unfortunately, it, just, it all came apart in the fourth inning. Now, the Yankees were up, up early, uh, one nothing thanks to Florial. Little single through the shortstop hole there, scored Trevino. The Yankees are up one nothing early on. And then that man, again, Osvaldo Cabrera, again, this time playing third base. Um, with a kind of, uh, you know, the... Infield pop-up took going towards, uh, you know, it seemed like it was going to go towards the sand there, you know, uh, heading towards the sand to third base there, right near the top. But Cabrera actually able to make an athletic play over the top, catches the ball, very Jeter-esque play. Again, probably all the, the only really bright spot for the Yankees uh, in this game, because I mentioned again, uh, in the uh, fifth inning, unfortunately, it all came apart for Cole. Again, we've seen Cole have these games where he's fine, and this has that one inning that he blows up in. And for this, it was um, doubles. By Jackie Bradley Jr., as well as Alejandro Kirk with a few runners on. Open up the game for Toronto, finally getting them on the board and giving them a, a three-run cushion against the Yankees, taking a 4-1 lead. And Ben Attendi on the uh, Kirk double, trying to make a diving catch. Again, this is supposed to be a gold glover. Uh, wasn't able to come up with it. And again, allowed two a uh, couple of runners to score there. And again, Toronto was up at that point 4-0. And Cole afterwards booed off the mound. And actually, you know, the cameras looked in the dugout there. So I'm just cursing, screaming, punching the... Uh, uh, dugout ceiling there, similar to maybe a couple of seasons ago with Brett Gartner. Kind of took took his bat and started smashing the top of the ceiling there. So obviously you see the frustration now with this team. Uh, Cole again having this bizarre season where again he just seems to have a blow. You know his previous two starts now he, he deserved he deserved a better fate. I mean 
he, he pitched well and just, just got absolutely no run support and only gave up one run against Tampa. And then before that, gave up no runs against Seattle. And still, Yankees lost both those games. So a little frustrating. So here's a situation where I mean, obviously he doesn't pitch great, has that bad inning. So it's just been a really frustrating season for Cole. Um, again, a very high ERA for him. You know, just not what he's used to. And just see the frustration with him and Yankee fans and just the way this team keeps sliding down. Now, Gleyber Torres did cut the lead in half uh, in the eighth inning there, hitting a solo home run. You know, it's good to see a sign of life from him. His 18th, uh, but not enough for the Yankees. And then Albert Abreu again, who just, uh, just really just lousy after performance after lousy performance. In the ninth inning, again, a low leverage situation. Gives up a solo home run to Matt Chapman. And that would uh, increase the lead to 5-2. to two, And that would be your final score. And again, this is the Yankee. Uh, again, slide continues. Again, 9-20 and 20 since the All-Star break. And now seeing their 15-and-a-half game lead that they had at one point in the AL East dwindle down to seven, uh, you know, after this loss. And then, of course, you know, you probably saw already Boone uh, in the post-game conference there, you know, slamming his hand on the table there just to vent his frustration. And, hey, probably a little acting a little bit. Maybe he's trying to fire the team up. He kind of looked, you remember, when Alex Rodriguez got called in to, uh, with the whole – I think the second time the Balco thing or what I don't know if it was the Balco was the second time with, with the Yankees were trying to basically suspend them for a year. Uh, he had that court case in there where he like slammed his hand on the table, said this is BS and ran out of the court like that. Very instance. It's very kind of phony like, but again, maybe, I don't know. Boone at this point is trying to try anything and you're hearing some, you know, chants and people uh, complaining about fire Boone, get rid of Boone, stuff like that. I mean, I don't even think the Yankees have been considering that. And it's it just the whole idea doesn't make sense because, Again, when this team was riding high and was like 35 games over 500, uh, you know, no one had a problem with Boone then. But all of a sudden now uh, that, that the offense is struggling, somehow Boone's supposed to magically make them, you know, be good hitters again. It just doesn't make sense. Really what's going on is that um, obviously even Judge is quiet lately. Pretty much, you know, Judge doesn't have the protection. You had uh, for most of the season, pretty much DJ LeMayu and Rizzo around Judge and, of course, Stanton as well, uh, providing the protection there. And DJ obviously – Seems like, you know, finally, you know, hitting a little bit during the series, but he's gone cold, mainly probably because of that toe. And then Rizzo, and, you know, I know he hit the solo home run in that game against Tampa there uh, to tie the score, you know, 4-4 at that point. But, you know, probably that back is, is bothering him, and then it's not hitting around Judge. So opposing pitch is like, all right, well, you know, we don't have to throw to Judge right now. So Judge isn't getting good pitches to hit because the guys around Judge aren't hitting. So, right, so now a lot of the opposing pitches can handle this Yankee lineup right now. So, until you see DJ hitting more consistently in front of Judge, and until you see Rizzo uh, hitting more consistently behind Judge, uh, it's just going to be this way. And then uh, you know Stanton, um, as uh, you know, did it, you know, was going to mention that starting rehab finally, you know, done rehab from that Achilles. And again, if he could come back to his lineup, at least this provides some more protection in there for Judge. Finally, then Judge will start getting some pitches to hit again, and he can start on his pace. But until then, it's just going to be you know, pulling teeth to score runs. And now the Yankees dropped the first three games of the series against Toronto, which brings us to the finale. Now, before the game, it's a little bright spot, a little distraction. Uh, the Yankees retiring. Paul O'Neill's number 21. So I had a little ceremony before that. And again, as I mentioned, uh, the Yankee Stadium crowd not happy with this team, the state of the team right now. Again, when Cashman's up there, booed loudly and clearly. And again, you got to look at the moves he made. Um, I was all for these moves. Again, the only one that you kind of question is the Montgomery for Hater one, just because was it really necessary? And you think maybe that broke up the team chemistry a little bit like that. But, you know, sometimes you make moves that make sense and it doesn't work out. But, again, he's a GM, so he's going to take the heat for that. And, again, if you look at Montos, you know, three starts already. Um, two of them were terrible and one was, like, mediocre at best. 
And then the guy that the Yankees got rid of in his place, the same number 47, they kind of traded 47s in Montgomery. You know, his three starts so far with the Cardinals, he's 3-0, and ERA below one, so 0.54, um, 17 strikeouts in 16.2 innings, uh, and just one earned run the entire time. So Montgomery, um, again, brilliant so far in three starts against Cardinals. Montas, who we got pretty much more or less, you know, in his place, so to speak, even though they went with Herman over him, uh, is doing terribly. So that's a bad look. Benintendi comes here. He hasn't been good for the Yankees at all. Again, made a little, uh, made a misjudge uh, on one of the, um, the double in the, in the game against Cole there. And that's saying, you know, that's the reason. But again, Benintendi hasn't been good coming here. And Gallo now in L.A., well, the Dodgers were 13-3 at three at some point with him. Now, he's not exactly tearing the cover up the ball, but doing a little better. Hitting 222, which, again, would be – the Yankees would have kept him if he would have hit 222. Unfortunately, he was hitting 169. But three home runs uh, so far for the Dodgers. And, again, the Dodgers have been rolling during this period, and the Yankees haven't been. So you look at almost all these moves, um, and this looks like, you know, they're all terrible. Now, again, you could justify them all because they're all good at the time. Again, Montgomery at the time they traded him. You know, in that July, the Yankees were 0-6 in all the starts, and there was nothing about his starts that were impressive or gave you any indication that he would go on a roll, that the role that he's with the Cardinals now. So there's not really good to do about that against Water on the Bridge. But again, you know, all the moves made sense at the time. And again, getting not only Montas, but a somewhat at least a raw material quality reliever in Lou Trevino, even though his numbers aren't great, this, the moves made sense at the time. You, know, you don't have to give up J.P. Sears and a couple of prospects that no one's going to, you know, probably remember in two weeks. That makes a good deal, but... Unfortunately, it'll work out. And again, Bader, now supposedly Bader, was seen around the Yankee clubhouse without the boot on. Great. He still swears up and down that he's going to be able to be available for this team in September. We'll see if we get there. But again, these moves not looking good so far by Cashman, even though on paper they all made sense at the time, but not working out. And that's why he was booed. So, And Paul O'Neill there again kind of made a little, you know, a little reference to Judge when they were cheering O'Neill's name there, kind of, you know, Gave a little kudos to the, the bleach creatures and telling Judge, hey, ain't that nice? Kind of say, hey, you want to stay here as a Yankee? All that, but, but uh, you know, with all this booing come down, I'm sure Judge wants to stay around. Anyway. But anyway, to the game itself, uh, the Yankees had Nesta Cortez on the mound to salvage. Probably, maybe, perhaps the most important start to so far the season. You know, don't want to be overdramatic, but the way this team's starting like that um, and the bullpen's being taxed lately and really having no official closer this time with, you know, Clay Holmes not only in a funk but on the IL right now. Um, really, again, important to get a good start from Cortez. At least he was able to give the Yankees that. Now, uh, Yankees early on, got on the board early, uh, thanks to G.J. LeMay, who, again, hit a little bit finally in this game and in the series. Uh, so maybe that toe's getting a little better, and that would be good news for the Yankees. Um, hit a single with uh, Rizzo on, and thanks to a throwing error by Lourdes uh, Gurriel Jr., Rizzo able to, you know, he's kind of has, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but a little sneaky, and has good base instincts, able to pick up on that and scores. Uh, gives the Yankees an early one nothing lead. Now, in the top of the third, Cortez just really only had his bl- only blemish of the game. Gives up a solo home run to Whit Merrifield. Not exactly known as a home run hitter, but hit one out. Tied the score at that point, 1-1. Uh, but the Yankees got right back on it in the bottom of that frame of the third. DJ LeMayo again with an RBI single. Scored Benintendi. You know, good to see a sign of life out of him. And he would get his big, big, big hit later in the game. Um, put the Yankees up 2-1 uh, to one at that point. Now, in the seventh inning, got, you know, the Yankees got a little interesting. Jonathan Loizaga uh, is someone who has to step up. Again, this is what the Yankees bullpen depleted right now. Didn't do a good job. Ended up uh, surrendering a walk, uh, which uh, forced Boone to go to uh, Wandy Peralta. Now, Peralta, who overall has been good for the Yankees this season, um, but unfortunately, 
um, surrendered a single as well as walked uh, against Jackie Bradley Jr., the lefty on lefty, walked in a run, tied the game at that point, 1-1, and brought up more more scared at that point, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., who, as we know, can crush a ball 500 feet and and, and, you know, and with bags loaded, that would have put Toronto ahead 6-2 um, to two there, so always a threat to go deep there. So forced Boonton to go, go to Lou Trevino. I'm sure he wasn't really thrilled to do that. And then Trevino... Probably his biggest Yankee moment so far. Um, actually able to get Grail to ground out the short, and the Yankees escape what could have been a disaster there. Again, just with you know Grail's bat there, whether we got a single, double, or probably crushed a home run any, um, under any other circumstances. And just the way this Yankee slide has been going on, you almost saw that coming. But uh, Trevino uh, finally paying dividends for the Yankees, able to get a big out there. Kept the score tied 2-2. And then in the bottom of the seventh, uh, Trevino, who we've seen this before for him, gets a little infield dribbler uh, towards third base. It was kind of like got fooled on the pitch, but it was almost like a swing and butt. Um, Two third base, Matt Chapman, a great third base, but charged the ball. But again, Trevino, uh, usually very speedy and hustles, able to beat out the throw by Chapman that gets on first base. Now, after him was uh, Marvin Gonzalez. Now, Gonzalez was trying to bunt him over there. Now, he did lay down the bunt, but he almost messed it up. He actually they popped the ball up a little bit, almost popped it up back to the pitcher, which would have been just a complete disaster. But the ball actually dunked in there. Um, Trevino was able to go to second easily there to get into scoring position one out. And again, Gonzalez, um, who himself hasn't had a hit since July, just to show how putrid this offense has been in the second half of the season. But at least comes through there with the bunt. And then with um, the sidewinder there, Adam uh, Kimber on. He's kind of like the uh, uh, Toronto Blue Jay uh, version of Scott Efros. Again, he started the inning there. Um, and again, it's been overall pretty good for the Blue Jays this season. Um, against Ben Attendi. Now, again, Ben Attendi, um, so far, you would say probably been a disappointment for the Yankees. I mean, you've seen he got a couple of doubles up there uh, in Boston. But overall, um, really, you know, he was supposed to be significantly better than Joey Gallo. And he really hasn't been there so far. So, but he had his finally had his what you call a Yankee moment. Um, now, it's funny enough. Um, Gets the righty cinder. He had a foul ball. He pulled it, uh, you know, definitely way past the right field pole there. And then, then right after that, hits a two-run home run. So kind of, I guess, was able to time Simber. Uh, hits a dramatic big two-run home run. Puts the Yankees up 4-2. to two. Big moment by, you know, Trevino on the top of that inning to get get the ground out bases loaded. Then, Adam, again, I would, I would call Ben Attendi. I might call this the, his Yankee moment. It wasn't as dramatic as the Josh Donaldson Grand Slam against the Tampa Bay Rays there. But... Again, the Yankees needed this badly because just the way they've been struggling to score runs and just the way Ben has been at this point since coming here. They both, both the Yankee team and Ben needed this badly. So uh, good for him. Puts the Yankees up 4-2. to two. And then against Boone at this point with just the Yankee bullpen that's been taxed lately and shorthanded. Just stuck with Lou Trevino the whole way to finish it out. Uh, so he completed the uh, eighth and ninth inning as well as Memmott getting that big out in the bottom seventh there uh, to, to finish out the game. Um, so improves his record to two and seven, not exactly great, but nevertheless uh, earned it, earned the win for himself. Uh, just and again needed to come up big day because you know again the Yankee bullpen finished tax his point, and at least the Yankees able to salvage that final game there, and at least push the lead back up to eight games over both Toronto and Tampa, who are both tied with the same record there uh, in second place. And I believe percentage wise, Tampa is just ahead of Toronto, but again they're both neck and neck. In second place there, and again, the Yankees, who had at one point a 15-and-a-half game lead, we figured the Yankees are just going to walk away with this one uh, in a dangerous situation because you still have about 10 days left in August, and then you have an entire month of September. So the Yankees can still very easily blow this AL East lead. I still don't see it happen at this point, but it's very, 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 very possible. 
uh, just the way this offense is faltering a bit, and you're just seeing guys getting frustrated from Cole to Boone, and even Judge a little bit making you know making some comments here and there, but even though it's kind of keeping calm and collective. And yeah, there was one point in this game forgot to mention that. So those run on second uh, again against uh, Toronto starter Alec Manoa, and first base was open there, and the idea is that well maybe it was going to pitch around Judge, or maybe they could walk Judge there just to, since first base was open. There was a run on second there instead of Manoa actually hits Judge. Um, in the yeah you know hits judge up high there and then judge you know, kind of drawed a little bit of them looked at him um, they kind of walked down the first baseline he kind of stared at him now actually Cole of all people again who just got embarrassed the the, the, the game before and got booed off the mound there by the extreme crowd actually came up drawing there you know looked pretty angry judge kind of kind of told him and the rest of the Yankee dugout hey to stay in there chill out it's not a big deal this is my take on the whole th- deal I don't think. Manoa was actually thrown at him. Because first of all, you have a run on second there. If you miss by doing that, let's say the ball goes behind Judge for whatever reason, well, now that runner can move to third. And I was thinking you're looking to do it at that point in that game. Plus, look, Toronto won the first three games. They pretty much, you know, slapped the Yankees around. Judge did nothing during these three games. So there's no reason to, like, you know, for them throwing at you. I can see if Judge, like, you know, was hot during the series and he kind of hit a couple of game-winning home runs or at least one game home run and he was kind of just killing the Blue Jays there. Then you say, all right, finally, maybe it makes sense. But the Yankees were dead the first three games. Judge didn't really do anything these, these the first three games. So there'll be no reason to throw at him unless they have some sort of, you know, backstory, a little side thing going on. But I don't I don't think he was throwing at him. And then Manoa and Judge did have little words towards first base there when things calmed down a little bit and they seemed like they just sort of – they, they buried the hatchet. So whatever was there. Again, I just think too much was put into that. And I don't know why Cole flipped out that much. But I guess Cole, maybe as a starting pitcher, he had the instinct, something he picked up on that he felt, you know, they were throwing at Judge. But I don't think so. But nevertheless, that was that. So, again, the Yankees lucky to take that final game 4-2. And now we're in some big trouble because the Mets come in um, pretty uh, front-loaded. Uh, Going to have Matt Scherzer penciled for the first game. This, again, only a two-game set Monday night. And then right now it's to be decided, but all indications it's likely going to be Jacob Degrom. So you have not only the two best pitches on the Mets, but perhaps two of the best pitches in baseball right now going against this Yankee offense, which has been putrid. So exemplary, excellent starting pitching versus a horrible dead offense right now. So things don't spell good for the Yankees. And for the Yankees, again, they got um, Stanton rehabbing. Maybe needs a few more games just to get his time there at the plate, but he's much needed. Britain has actually started throwing bullpen sessions, so um, no really timetable. But obviously, he'd be a welcome addition to his bullpen right now. That's depleted, uh, and again, this guy's a lot of guys are gassed out, and, and again, Holmes is still going to be away for a, a, at least a week or two just with his back, his back spasm issues. So, um, so that's what we got here. So Yankees continue to slide here. Um, really, no momentum from the uh, thrilling win against Tampa that finale. Drop three or four against Toronto. This offense really looks lost here. Only thing you can hope is that maybe if DJ starts hitting a little bit better, um, that getting you know getting on base in front of Judge, Judge can then finally start doing some things. And then you need the guys behind Judge to start hitting, such as Rizzo again, uh, which you know again so many times a season, whether it was you know Judge and Rizzo or or Stan and Rizzo, kind of going back to back and belly to belly on home runs, and we heard that a lot. We haven't heard that lately, so. Get Rizzo hitting, get Stanton back, and finally maybe this offense could just click a little bit more because right now it's dead. Um, not really getting anything much with the bats with Floriel and Cabrera, but at least Cabrera, obviously flexible. He could play infield and outfield, so it's a good asset for the Yankees. Again, flashing some leather there, but you like to see some more hitting. He did get his first career hit. 
got that off the board already, but uh, you like to see a little bit more on that, like to see a little bit more, you know, get, getting involved in some scoring plays. And Floreal, again, Yankee fans have been clamoring for him all offseason, as well as the start of the season with Hicks running. Come on, put Floreal in, put Floreal. Well, put him in. What is he doing? Not too much. I know he got the RBI uh, started up in the, the third game, but overall, again, uh, the, you know, let's see these guys do something, but they haven't been doing something. So, need to get offense to click. Starting pitching, I know Cole had his little, you know, issue there. Montas, you know, had his, his blow up there. Pitching's keeping the Yankees for the most part in this game, for the most part. Again, this Toronto series, not really a great example example of that. More the Tampa Bay series, the Yankees were, you know, in the losses they had, they were right there. They lost one nothing and 4 nothing. So, pitching's still good there. Hitting, again, definitely needs to pick it up. So let's see. And I guess, as they say, it's baseball, Susan. Maybe for some whatever crazy reason, even though the odds would be against him, maybe they break out against Scherz and DeGrom. Who knows? It could happen. It's baseball, as they say. So hope you liked the episode. Again, we'll uh, keep our fingers crossed the Yankees, and uh, we'll catch you after the Mets series.